You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here on this first day of October. Bulldogs played five games in the month of September and went two and three in the September slate of the schedule. Won the first two, have dropped three in a row. Had the late night last night, so we're a, bit, we're a little bit later this morning. Kind of dragging this morning, Charlie. Understandably. it. Uh, well, we knew we were going to be tired. I didn't know that we would be tired and unhappy, although you kind of got the vibe early on. One of the unfortunate things about sports is sometimes the better team wins. Alabama's a better football team than we are. They're not the best Alabama football team and probably not even in the top 75% of Alabama football teams we've played in that now 16-game losing streak. But still better than we are, and unfortunately, if you're going to beat a team better than you, you can't turn it over. You can't have the breaks go against you. Because if you go back yesterday, right, the three turnovers are going to jump off the page at you. The punt that gets downed at the inch line to start our first drive, that was unexpected. I mean, the guy kicks the punt of his life, right? That goes against you. You have a couple of balls on the ground that you have a chance for and don't get. If those go your way, maybe things are different. We got none of the breaks. We didn't make our own breaks, and we turned it over. So you add all that up together against a very well-coached football team, you get what we got. Can I give you full disclosure about what I did this morning? Normally when I'm driving back to the studio, I got home last night, I guess it was about 2 o'clock as I entered the the uh, the kingdom of Nanawoya last night. And I was driving back. Usually on Sunday mornings, I like to listen to maybe the opposing team post-game show or listen to a college football radio show, podcast, kind of a wrap-up just to get in the football mood. I'm going to be honest with you. This morning on the drive up here, I listened to another podcast that I've been listening to. Are you listening to any good podcasts right now? I am. I t- and the one I'm listening to, and I think we're sharing this one, is Our Thing, the uh, the story of Sammy the Bull Gravano. And so that's what I've been listening to over the last week and a half. And I get it in spurts. But uh, I listened to an hour this morning about the, uh, the, the plan – for uh, the taking out of Paul Castellano. Outside of Spark Steakhouse. Outside of Spark Steakhouse in December of 1985. It's been a long time ago. But um, I've been infatuated with that podcast. What was the one you put me on? It was it was a two-part. The set was the second one. All right, so, of course, you put me on Gone South, season one and two. That was good. And then I went to Wolves Among Us. Wolves Among which Us. Which is about a dentist in Philadelphia that was a cocaine dealer. Yes. And then went to the set, which is about corruption in the 30th precinct of the New York, New York Police. City Police Department. And that was up there around Harlem, right? Yeah. It was on the upper west side. Yeah. And then we've kind of morphed into – Mike Ritchie told me about our thing with Sammy the Bull Gravano. And that's, I didn't realize that thing is like two years old. 
they released it in like 2021. And here's the way I am too, Charlie. When I when I like listen to something, I like tell other people about it. And I guess so. This is like your effort again to avoid talking about football, right? No, I'm just telling you, man. I'm infatuated with Sammy the Bull Gravano. Well, not him, but just <laughs> <laughs> not <Ooh>. him. <laughs> Take a step back. No, I'm about that entire man. That. You've gone full rogue on us. Yeah, I I completely have. Racketeering, conspiracy, murder, all that. Uh, You're past it. Yeah, yeah. I don't live it, so therefore I just listen to it. Okay. Last night, we got it back to 17-10. to After you give up the two touchdowns, we gave up the long run by Milrow, and uh, that was the first touchdown by Alabama. Pauls. At what point? All right. I I don't want to come across as – Half empty or completely <laughs> empty. But here, here's the challenge. It just seems like it's been a kind of an issue with us here lately. Well, no, more than lately. We're, we are susceptible to that. It just seems like we don't have enough speed maybe in the middle of the defense. Well, uh, if you look back at that touchdown run by Milrow, of course we brought linebackers. And once again, if you split a seam and get outside contain, we talked about this in the pregame, we talked about it last week in the midweek against the Blitz. Then all of a sudden, you got time to run. And he split our safety and cornerback last night about as quick as you possibly can. Um, sometimes you hear the term banana route in baseball when the left fielder, instead of going directly to the ball, takes the bad angle, and you call that a banana route because he doesn't go straight. Uh, last night, uh, Milrow gave us a couple banana routes in the uh, backside of our secondary. Um, And I'm not trying to be glass half empty either, Charlie. And another glass that's half empty or past half empty is my cup of Strange Brew coffee this morning. And so I went by Strange Brew, went through the drive-thru, ordered just straight black coffee this morning, no cream, no sugar. And I just wanted to have that mood today. And, Charlie, you know what? It's really good. I've got to give you credit You've been drinking good coffee. I've been drinking the blueberry cobbler flavored coffee, little cream, little sugar. Today I started to go hardcore. So you're, you know, you're rubbing off on me a little bit. You know, I, I don't need any cream or sugar, but I could use something in my coffee this morning. <laughs> of course, you can go to. It's not available at Strange Brew. It's not available. We maybe you need to to get into that. <laughs> you got to know the people. No, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. You got to, uh, of course, they have the Churning Spoon ice cream there as well, Spring Street Highway 12. You can go online and they'll ship it to you, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They're also in Tupelo. It's called Brupolo. And also in Tuscaloosa as well, a Bulldog Initiative sponsor. And so Strange Brew Coffee House presenting Sunday coffee. And as we talked about always, we are in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau, Home Life Auto, whatever you're in the market for, our good friends at Farm Bureau. All right, hey, we got it to 17 to 10, and then Alabama, their next drive. They converted, it seemed like, eight first, eight third downs in that drive. All were manageable, though. They had a third down and six. They converted right at midfield, and they go down and score. Um, late in the first half, we called some timeouts. So you go from 17 to 10. You're calling timeouts because you want to save yourself time to throw the football. You kind of wonder, just because of what we did last week right before the end of the half, it gave us 
a little bit of confidence about moving the ball at the end of the half. And so we're going to try to get the football back with about 50, 45 seconds to go. And then you throw the interception. It was a bad pick. It was a really bad pick. It was a really uh, – you don't want to throw the ball in the middle of the field against linebackers right there. No, we got it back with a minute three. And so you're thinking we've had some success in that spot. Hey, you hit on something, though, and this kind of is a theme. I want to go back before we get the ball back. That Alabama drive, after we make it 17-10, Mike Wright has the rushing touchdown. And, you know, it's a little life. You're only down a touchdown. You're thinking, let's get a stop. But here's the third downs that you just hit on that Alabama faced. Third and three, third and one. And, by the way, on that third and one play – we had them stop for a loss. It was, so it was third and one at the 44. We have them stop for a loss, about to force a fourth down. That's when they had the flag. And they got penalized for a false start, which pushes them back to make it third and six. Now, the challenge was that extra play was, Guy was pretty open useful again. because they then complete a pass for 18 yards. So, but here's the third downs they had. Third and three, third and one, third and six after the third one. But then third and two at our two, and that's when they score the touchdown. And so the the challenge is we weren't forcing third downs along that drive. And when we did, they were very manageable. Well, we talked about this on the post game last night about some so many times we get lost in that third down stat. Last night it was about first down. What did we do on first down? How many Alabama averaged what seven and a half yards a rush on first down last night? Yeah, on first down plays last night. How about this? So Alabama in the ball game ran twenty five first down plays. Of those plays, they averaged seven point two yards. They averaged seven and a half yards per rush. They had twenty carries for hundred and forty eight yards on first downs alone. And how about this? We talk so much about having to have balance between run, pass, et cetera. They attempted – well, they threw three passes. They were in a – attempted to pass five times, meaning we had two sacks on first down. But 20 of their 25 first down plays, they ran the football. And it goes back to what we thought they would do with Milrow, try to take some pressure off of him. He didn't throw many passes at all last night. But of the ones he threw – They were successful. Which – well, okay, and uh, as we're talking about the game and it going from, you know, 17 or 14 to 10, 17 to 10, 17 to 10 to 31 to 10 right at the end of the half, and I thought that was game. Of course, we did come out to start the second half with a good drive. I thought the two drives that we had for the field goal and the touchdown by Mike Wright and then coming out to start the third quarter, I was like, you know what? This these are two these are three pretty good drives. I was actually somewhat pleased offensively with those three drives. But the elephant in the room right here, of course, the picks, but on the defensive side. You mentioned on first down us getting some sacks. But Milrow is a guy that has struggled mightily throwing the football. He didn't go down the field much last night. A lot of stuff was intermediate. He hit some stuff in that 10 to 20 range that he has not been very good at. But, Charlie, in the last three games, teams are now 58 of 66. That's eight incompletions. 
58 of 66. That's the starting quarterbacks, right? The starting quarterbacks. I'm not counting Nussmeyer for LSU. That was garbage. It's garbage time. He wasn't garbage, but it was garbage time. 58 of 66 for 813 in the last three games. That's an 88% completion percentage. But I was like, you know what? Jaden Daniels had the great night against us. All right, so let's just take the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, quarterbacks are 28 of 32 against us for 452 yards. We talked about LSU. They were 30 of 34 with Jaden Daniels. Well, the last two weeks have been just as bad. 28 of 32, 452, 16 yards per completion. But here's the thing that stands out to me. You know how many pass breakups we've had the last two weeks? How many times we've had a defender touch the football? I don't remember one. Zero. I don't remember any batted throws. Not a one. We ain't had zero. We've gotten our hands on zero ball. So not only are you completing 28 of 32, we didn't even get four breakups. None. So the question is, is it personnel? Is it scheme? Is it a mixture of both? Are guys thinking too much? And you know, Matt alluded to that last night on the postgame about thinking too much. Milrow last night was rolling to his right in the third quarter, I believe it was the third quarter, rolling to his right. And what is the cardinal sin of a quarterback? Never throw across your body. Never throw across your body. He was all the way, all the way at the right numbers. And he threw that sucker back to the middle of the field. How many times do you have somebody there to bat a ball away? And the tight end was wide freaking open. And he had three guys standing within about three or four yards of him. But he had an easy catch. You never see an easy catch in that situation. Now, I had somebody last night saying, hey, you know, our offense is killing us. And other guys argue, no, it's not. It's the defense. And I said, guys, you're both right. <laughs> it's the above. Because here's the bottom line. You can't overcome three interceptions in a ball game like that. You can't. No. On the other hand, you can't overcome – an offense that's getting seven and a half yards on first down and letting a quarterback like Milrow go 10 of 12 and carry it for another 69 yards. He was their leading rusher. And that's even before adjusting for sacks. So I, I guess what I'm saying, and I don't want to, be, I'm trying not to be negative, man, because I, hey, man, I, I love Mississippi State football. That's, that's a vice of mine is I love our athletic programs and I love our teams and I probably love it too much. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And so you go and you say, all right, what do we do? Well, the first thing you got to do, you better not lay an egg next weekend, right? Then get to three and three. <laughs> and then you get you get to even. All right, and you're and then you get a week off. Point, and you need that week off bad. Yeah. Um, and I was – I made the mistake of reading some things this morning, you know, where people talk, well, you know, talk about people being out, and they're like, well, that's just excuses. No, there's a difference in an excuse and a reason. Yeah. Blaming the officials tends to be more of an excuse than, than a reason, okay? <laughs> but the reason that Nathan Pickering wasn't playing as well in the second half as he did in the first is he was having to play a lot. Every because play. we don't have Dinkins. We don't have Travion Williams. You didn't have DeMonte Russell. Uh, now, Don Terry Russell looked pretty good. He did. And, uh, hey, Jaquavius Mark, we had some bright spots last night. Marks is a guy that, man, he he runs hard. 
I want guys like that in my program. Nathan Pickering, and we've got plenty of guys who are doing positive things out there. This kind of getting missed right now, and over a three week period, you brought. So, a th- uh, I want to go to something real quick because you just tell them that. Let me tell you the thing. I, I tell you, hmm. so let me tell you the one thing that frustrates me a little bit, and probably does some people in the in the clubhouse in the locker room. Okay is we know what Tulu can do. We know what Xavion Thomas can do, or at least we got a pretty good idea of it. And last night, you got the ball to Xavion one time for eight yards. Once, you targeted him four times, but you only get it to him once. Tulu, you target five, you complete five, but he only gets 21 yards. Um, a lot of those are behind the line of scrimmage. We're giving it to – you know, everybody used to beg for the jet sweeps. <laughs> um, running horizontal against SEC defenses ain't always a great idea. Man. Pretty tough. And hey, you mentioned Tulu. What was his total yards last night? Twenty-one. I think didn't he have fifteen on one catch? He did. So all of a sudden, that's four catches for six yards. Is my math adding up right there? More or less. I think you passed the test. Okay. All right. Um, feel better about myself there. Yeah. And they, they had him covered up, and we said before the game, too, I mean, Alabama's going to scheme for Tulu, and so it better be somebody else. Hey, you mentioned a moment ago about what I wanted to go back to is the week off, and how you cannot take Western Michigan lightly. Can't do This is a game that you cannot lose. They're two and three. They lost three consecutive games. Uh, Syracuse, then they got beat by somebody, Iowa, Iowa scored like 49 points against this bunch. Iowa offensively scored 49 against this bunch. And then they lost to Toledo, and they won yesterday against Ball State. All right, let me ask you this. Um, we we talk about elephants in the room. Uh, what's your quarterback plan next week? How well, are you going to share the snaps? Assuming this game is going to plan, okay, assuming this is a game that you go out and you handle business, is this the week where you say, you know what, on the second series, where you just tell the team, no matter what happens, so that you don't have a controversy, you don't have people reacting. Remember Jackie, I, th- I think it was maybe when Sparky was the offensive coordinator, we did the deal where the second series of the game was going to the second team offense no matter no, what. No, that was early in his career. That was like Watson Brown, wasn't it? Remember? I know we did it in the Peach Bowl even. We had Darren Clark. Yeah, we always had the third series. The backup quarterback would play the third series of the game or the second series. Second series. But they play the whole second team offense. Yeah, their their entire drive. Yeah. And And so I wonder, is this the week where you say to the locker room, hey, nobody get alarmed, uh, you know, and and you just let it get out there so that you don't have the, oh, my gosh, they're pulling him reaction. Do you just say, hey, we're going to make this change, third series, and then we'll figure it out from there? The best thing, and, and you're right on point with the point I'm about to make, the best thing that ever happened to Jalen Milrow was not playing at South Florida. The greatest thing that ever happened to him, we talk about it in sports all the time, not just football. We talk about it in baseball all the time, about sometimes a guy needs a day off. Because what happens in that day off? It's, it's not about the rest. It's not about the mental rest. So many times, and coaches will tell you that a player watching a game, sometimes from a mental standpoint, 
allows them to become sharper. Now, what did Alabama do? They gave Ty Simpson and they gave the Notre Dame dude, was Buckner or whatever his name is. Yeah, Tyler Buckner. They gave him every opportunity to win the job against South Florida. We're going to win this football game. Well, they almost didn't. We're going to win this football game, but we're going to do it with anybody other than Jalen Milrow. We're going to give him a break mentally. He's been a different dude after having just a break. And so – Well, now th- the other thing that happened is that I think it kind of showed everybody we got the right guy. Yeah, exactly. um, and that's that's exactly right. It shows not only not only the fan base. It shows the teammate. It shows everybody we got the right guy. And then on the back side of that, you have an off week. And so you have a two-week span that you can kind of get your feet up under you a little bit. And so I, I just wonder if it's a game that you go into and you just say, all right, we're going we're gonna to roll half and half here and just make it be known and it's at least give you a look. I mean, at the end of the day, right, at some point, aren't we going to go play action with Mike Wright, hold the football? I mean, he's thrown passes in the SEC. You know, let's get crazy. Throw the ball? Let's throw one against – Whoever we're playing. Hey, you know who doesn't need a backup? That's our good friends at Cannon Ford. They get it done. They are the starter always. I thought maybe you were going to work in like backup camera or something there. Hey, they do have, you know, if if you – let me tell you, if you ever back up and that backup camera gets knocked out, that's some cash right there, brother. Let me tell you. But Cannon Ford, the maintenance department is now open on Saturdays from 8 to 12 for your convenience. So if you have – difficulties during the week, just like like me, like you, everybody else. It's hard to do it during the week. But 8 to 12 on Saturdays, and they'll fix any maker model, tires, brakes, batteries, oil changes. That service department and the service in the service department is outstanding. Of course, if you need a new or used car, the body shop is great as well. Cannon Ford of Startwell, just east of Startwell on Highway 182. All right, Bart, here's what I would like to discuss with you for a moment. I want to talk about the reasons that this can turn around this season or that it can't. And I, I, I'm going to bring you the negatives. Right? Okay. I'm going to bring you the, the there is no hope argument. I'm not saying <laughs> I believe in this, okay? The abandon all hope approach right here. And then I want you to embrace the role of being Mr. 50% full. All right, here we go. Here's why it can't be fixed. Number one, we have a obvious talent deficiency in the secondary, or at least uh, not enough depth, right? We saw when Sean Preston was out of ball game what that did. And unfortunately, missing Preston wasn't as much about missing him on the back end as it was around the line of scrimmage making tackles. So you worry about where you are covering in the secondary. You don't know that it could be fixed. We are depleted with injuries up front. We are, we're beat up. We're banged up. You thought Jordan Davis would give you more, but he's been hurt. Travion's hurt. Dinkins is hurt. DeMonte, DeMonte Russell is hurt. Um, and so then the question goes, where do you go? A lot of young guys got to grow up in a hurry. And they're, or there's just not a great way to fix it. We can't go to the waiver wire. We can't pull a trade. And then offensively, if you want to look at what we've done in Southeastern Conference play, or never mind that, just any play, 
we've only won the time of possession battle one time this season. That was the first game. We have held the ball less than our opponents in every game this year. We have had multiple ball games now where we didn't throw for 110 yards in the game. I don't know that that's something you can just go and get out the video and pull it up and say, hey, guys, here's the play you missed. No. uh, So tell me, in the inspiring way that you so often employ, why I'm wrong. Two of the first three games we've played are against two of the best teams in the SEC. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Okay, no, 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 no. Time out. No, no, hear me now. Hear me now. LSU – the LSU that lost in Oxford last night and gave up 50-some-odd points in doing it. And 700 That's yards. That's right? 711 yards of offense. The day they played us, they jumped out early, and they were feeling good about themselves. They just pounced on us. And so they just kept on. I think that was more of an anomaly. But you you asked for glass half full. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. You asked for I'm glass gonna, half full. I'm, I'm going to feed the ball to the post and just clear out and let you work a minute. Yeah, I'm 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 selling shoes right here, okay? All right. I am a shoe salesman, a traveling shoe salesman right You're now. You're full Al Bundy. Knocking on your door. Alabama will have the best defense we play we will play this year. So, you get into our, and we had the same argument last year against LSU. Then against Alabama, we did not play well offensively, and then we got into Arkansas A and M. We did not play well against Kentucky, but we got them at home this year. Ole Miss by the end of the year, you don't know how they'll play because you're playing them at home. You still got two non-conference games to go in Western Michigan and Southern Miss, who's not playing very well at all right now. I think a lot of what we're doing is um, we just don't have a lot of confidence and we're thinking a little bit too much. And I still think that even as bad as we played the last two of the last three weeks, that you still have a chance to, of course, have a winning record, but to win a few league games. And I know Arkansas, you know, you're going to Arkansas, you're going to Texas A&M, but they are not on the level in the league of Alabama. There's your glass half full. Was it too much? <laughs> I think the thing that I struggle with is looking around the league and trying to decide who's any good. Because I wouldn't have told you that Auburn was very good. Well, see, I didn't even bring up Auburn. And look what they do against Georgia yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what it shows you. Maybe you, Georgia isn't as good? Well, maybe Georgia's not as good, but you don't want Hugh Freeze just playing for love. <laughs> we're not playing for hate we're playing for love well so maybe that week they'll be playing for hate i don't know we put <laughs> that dude is a dude hey i tell you what though i would rather have played hugh freeze week two than when we'll play them because i think he's a good football coach the team's auburn's going to be a tough game for us Arkansas with Jefferson is going to be a tough game. They're all it's the Southeastern Conference, man. I tell you it's what, all though, tough, right? I kind of wonder if Arkansas is going to get beat down between now and then. They're not happy after the way they played yesterday at all. And Sam Pittman's already deleted social media. I think they're probably feeling some internal pressures up there. No, I think they probably are. So maybe catching them later in the years where we need to be. I will say this, and let me see if we can agree on this, because I want to emphasize when I was talking about there not being any hope. That's just 
I was just setting you up. That was fodder. I was setting you up. I think we can both agree on this. Um, If we were to look back at this team last year, and a lot of this, people have to understand, too, the philosophy that went into kind of the approach you took coming into this year in many ways was committed to by the old staff. And I get it. You still had time before signing day. But you were set on a course that you just can't reverse and change out a recruiting department in a weekend, right? Um, I think one could make a compelling argument that we have not done the job we need to do over the past three, four years of building the depth we need, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And we could do entire shows about how the department was run and who was running it and the decisions that were being made and how. But kind of the path of, hey, retention, not being as active in the portal, a lot of the – I won't say the door was closed, but the die was cast in many ways, right? Um, This is a team this year who – I think, and and this is just one guy's view, right? This is not – I'm not speaking for anyone. But I think this is a situation where the idea of not being so worried about the portal has got to go out the window because you're going to lose a lot of guys. Yes. And if I don't think this is a situation where you can build next year's team with high school kids. Now, you got to go sign some high school kids. Oh, yeah, and we will sign. And and that will always be – the mantra and always be the way that we go about things. But, but when but, people sit around and look and say, hey, we only signed 12 high school guys. We only signed 13 high school guys. This class is a disaster. Uh, well, and, You and, only got so much room. I think you got to – you're going to have to – like, look, let's take an example, right? What's the guy that – Big Bill Norton, right, the defensive lineman, nose tackle that was the backup at Georgia and is now starting for Arizona. We could have used him, right? And I think going forward, that's you got to be a lot more active in trying to get some of those guys. Don't you think the next year, next two years, because we read the articles just like everybody else, and, and you, you see the tea leaves that are coming from Congress and court cases and seeing that, you know, some kind of rev share may be in the off distance, whether it be a year and a half, two years from now, <clears throat> two years from now, three years from now, whatever. And to me, when you start thinking about turning over a roster, or not turning a roster over, but going out and you know you're going to have to fill some spots next year. Plural. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting here, but I you know it's you are um, wearing your bank first hat by the way that I really like. Moke and those guys hooked us up a few weeks ago. That Man, was, they absolutely did. I wear that maroon MS shirt all the time. Yeah, sometimes we wear it at the same time. Yeah, that always looks a little strange. It does. You and I went on a trip, both show up dressed alike. Yeah, we had our uniform on. But what goes on in the Bulldog Initiative over the next year or two? You're talking about stopping the gap, holding the line, is is going to be as important for this program. And that's not that's not company line right there. No, and I'll, I'll get be even more dramatic with you. It's the next 60 days. Yeah. The next two months uh, because – um, a lot, hey, by the way, a lot, a lot has gotten a lot better and is doing a lot better. But it's one of those things of how much do you need? More. <laughs> yeah. Always. But I think it's a situation where you're going to have to get creative, and I think you're going to have to as you look at it. Um, if I'm Zach Arnett, and again, I'm not speaking for anyone. This is just me in a podcast, right? 
I think you have to be willing to go full Belichick and just be – you know, Belichick's kind of guy that would win a Super Bowl and cut his starting running back. <laughs> you know, And I think you've got to be willing to, to, to be aggressive and you've got to be willing to make some tough decisions. Speaking of Bulldog Initiative, a great Bulldog Initiative company is Maroon and Company. And we played Alabama yesterday, which is kind of the watered-down maroon. We've got Arkansas later on. That's kind of the faded maroon as well. But they got the real maroon at Maroon and Company. The Cotton Mill Marketplace right by Chick-fil-A, near to campus. And if you can go online to maroonandco.com, or you can go in the store as well. Give them the promo code LEFTFIELD15. They have the interlocking MSU gear. They have the state script. They have all the different logos, all the maroon shirts, white shirts. The gear for the fall is in as well. Maroon and Company. Go to maroonandco.com. That interlocking, you can go straight to maroonandco.com backslash 90s MSU. And so our good friends at Maroon and Company, a Bulldog Initiative store. All right, Charlie, do we have anything else before I jump in the car and listen to uh, Sammy the Bull? Our time? No, our thing. It's our thing. Yeah, it's like La Cosa Nostra refers to our thing. <laughs> our thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's a friend of ours. They go to the mattresses. Yeah, that was a new one. I, I've studied some mafioso history and going to the mattresses was a new phrase you didn't see that in the godfather i I just didn't remember it oh yeah they talked about going to the mattresses in the godfather and it was even references in uh you've got mail remember tom hanks meg ryan before she looked like a duck (laughs) you're a big uh romantic comedy guy huh? (laughs) yeah yep so hey uh, before we do go let's talk about howard technology solutions Go to HowardComputers.com. It's located here in Mississippi. Computing solutions, audio, visual, network solutions, security for your software. But Howard Technology Solutions, they're involved in so many different arenas of technology, higher ed, government, Speaking medical of school. technology, by the way, did you see the deal in Vegas? Oh, the Sphere? The Sphere thing? Oh, it's amazing. I bet Howard could put one of those together for you. Yeah, I bet they could, too. I wonder, man, the U2 stuff at the Sphere, did you see the interior? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I I went to a U2 concert. It's been 13, 14 years ago. And I was not a huge fan of their music, but the show was fantastic. The show was unbelievable. And I think at the Sphere, it would be great. But, But, man, you know, the whole thing on the inside is just nothing but a big screen. And that's the thing that Howard can do for you. Like, if, if we wanted to bring a big old monitor up here to the studio and we wanted to have a Zoom call with just an entire wall of nothing but monitors and screens, they could do that kind of technology. I might have to give old Rusty a call. Give old Rusty a call. David Perkins. i tell you who's fun to talk to. It's Kyle McCoy. You know, Kyle was on the football team here. He's a big dude, man. Kyle's originally from Louisville. Does he have any eligibility left? Yeah, we need somebody to. We need some. Need some. Hey, need some depth. <laughs> need some depth in a lot I'm of not, different areas. If you can give me ten snaps a game, I'll take it. Hey, I did see Henry Cooper last night. He said, "Tell you hello." Well, I wish that Henry Cooper had sent up some habanero sausage. I have not tried that. The habanero sausage. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm not a crawfish guy. I'm not a duck guy. So I'm not going to be trying those. And all. And I'm not going to try alligator. 
But the habanero sausage is one that I have not tried and want to. Hey, speaking of our friends, you see where Robert St. John, you know, had that uh, – he, he made some statements about Henry a couple of weeks ago about the andouille, about how they use it in all their restaurants with Robert St. John and about how that – that uh, we talk about country pleasing sausage and country pleasing the country meat packers with Henry Cooper. He's a good friend of ours, and uh, I mean they make the best andouille. It's, it's about to be red beans and rice season. Big pot of gumbo, and it's not complete without country pleasing sausage. Anything else before we head to the hill? Well, Bart, I like to take a one game at a time, and the next game for me is um, Central, Eastern, Western. Western. Are they the Broncos? Yeah, sure. Okay. Broncos, Wildcats, they're something. Hey, thanks again to our good friends at Farm Bureau. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Hey, Tracks Plus, we had our Tracks Plus deep dig on Friday. We didn't go over any of our numbers. We didn't want to bore you with any of that as far as – telling you how bad I did with my numbers this past week. Go to tracksplus.com. Their customer service is fantastic. If you're out in the field, something breaks down, they'll send a service tech to you. But go online to tracksplus.com. New or used heavy equipment, Massey Ferguson tractors and implements, Saney excavators and mini excavators, the Barco equipment for the foresters, our good friends at Tracks Plus. Country pleasing sausage. It's made right here in the state of Mississippi. And it's good, good stuff. And so Farm Bureau, Farm Bureau Home Team, uh, Farm Bureau Studios, Howard Technology Solutions. Go to howardcomputers.com to see how they can help your business grow. And our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville, once again, open on Saturdays from 8 to 12 for your convenience. All makes your models, tires, brakes, batteries, oil changes, whatever you need in the service department, or you can buy a new or used car at Cannon Ford. So for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Hey, but first, Bank First. BankFirstFS.com. Charlie's wearing that Bank First hat this morning. Anything in the lending that you need, commercial lending, personal lending, mortgage lending, Bank First. Go to BankFirstFS.com. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee. 